Salutations, everybody. It is Maddie here today with week 91 of the Ham Radio Podcast. And it has been the Lone Vault Wanderer who slept in, and I have to apologize again. <laughs> <laughs> All good. And we officially, yeah, we officially got the third podcast host. Would you like to introduce yourself? Yes, this is Carrick with ACG, who had to wait for Lone Wanderer. <laughs> You're calling me out, man. I was no, totally I like ready. <laughs> I'm just joking. It's fine. Yeah, we, we felt that Carrick was the ideal replacement. He was our best received guest each and every single time he was on. You guys really enjoy him. A lot of you were like praying that he was going to be the replacement. You're like, all right, man, if you're getting rid of Noah, you got to put someone really good in, and it better be Carrick. So it was an obvious choice for us, um, and we're really happy to have him on the show. So we'll be here each and every week to talk about whatever the hell happens in this industry. So welcome aboard. Be sure to give him a follow on Twitter. Give him all the love that you guys give us. I mean, seriously, this is this is really awesome. So we're really excited to take this big step forward. You yeah, it's very exciting. Follow him on Twitter. I swear to God. <laughs> Are you not following him? <laughs> no, I am. Oh, so I mean, a lot of people you aren't me. Yeah, like I'm sitting there in bed waiting for you, alone, and all of a sudden it just says that <laughs> that Carrick followed me back on Twitter. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, yeah, I, I think you accidentally unfollowed me and then I followed did. me again. Yeah, I was like, what in the hell? What, what does he mean I, he followed me back? I've been following him for months. <laughs> It was it was actually a joke towards uh, like I I do that occasionally to see if anybody watches and sometimes you'll get that comment where somebody will be like hey dude I thought you were following me and I'll be like yeah I was I was just playing with you to see if you actually watch that stuff because sometimes uh, really... and, and and I forget to tell people to follow me so like you guys have these huge Twitter following you know I mean you guys yeah. have a, a, a large number and I've got like I don't know how many like twenty five people who are all this carrot guy's pretty okay I'm pretty sure you'll get a, a decent spike from this show because now you'll be a main host and. A lot of people just interact on our show through Twitter. But right. one other change we were making to the show, well, not change really. Uh, one way we are trying to alter the show so it's more organized, because I think that was one of our bigger problems last year, is that we like to bring on viewer guests. I think that's what makes our show really special, is that you don't see a lot of podcasts constantly bringing on viewers as often as possible, like ours does. And the way we did it wasn't really an ideal solution going or an ideal method. Efficient. Going forward, yeah, because what we do, really, it would be almost a lack of thought, like, yo, we don't have guests, someone's not mm-hmm. here, it would be one of us hosts, and we'd just grab a couple of viewers. It didn't feel genuine, uh, it, it just didn't feel like how it should be, especially because, like I said, we were just I- ideally just yanking people off of social media and putting them on the show, not really yeah. knowing much about them, not knowing if they even gave a fuck, if they were looking for their 15 minutes of fame, and that was it. You know, it, it just didn't feel thorough. So what we've done is, at this point in time now, I can fucking finally talk about it, Uh, my Patreon is live, and what we've changed up in agreement, this wasn't really, I'm not putting this on the rest of the show, but I'm just saying that this wasn't a decision I made alone, I made sure it was okay with everyone else, that through the $3 tier is how we're going to pick guests, because... What we're having is a lot of people just, like, emailing me or or tweeting at Lone and I, um, why they should be on the podcast and stuff, and that's just not a method that we like to go through, because it feels like, I've said, it's just disingenuous, and I also got this idea through Carrick's Patreon, which I, you know, I've, I've studied so many patrons over the past year and a half, and I really wanted to make sure I got, like, a, a good sound method on how to get people involved in the podcast, uh, people who really cared about the show, about what we do here, and I think the Patreon was the best way to go forth with that is to, you know, if someone was actually invested in the show, 
um, and invest in the Patreon, they would most certainly get their chance on because the goal is not to just limit like, oh, only two guests a month. No, we're trying to get on as many viewers as possible each month to make sure that, you know, that tier is worth what you're paying. And on top of that is a Discord thing. So you're getting that constant reward, that constant interaction on the outside, even if you're not getting included on the show. I put a lot of thought into it, but I want to make sure I explain that for those who are curious uh, about both the Patreon as well as wanting to get on the show. That's how we're doing things going forward. Not to essentially, oh, you got to pay to get on, but this is just a way to really filter out a lot of the bullshit, if I'm honest, because that's what we got. (laughs) Let's let's be real. I think you can attest to that. Yeah, I I think that's what happened a lot is, hey, Matt, you should just put me on your show. It's like, I, well, first off, it's not just my show, but second of all, like, it, that's just not how it's going to work. It, it's just a, a method that didn't make sense going forward. So we hope this is more organized and you'll see a lot more viewer guests coming on and special guests in the future. So I just wanted to make that clear. Now, with all that out of the way, let's talk about the Nintendo Switch reveal. This is, <laughs> this is, this is very curious. What we did, ladies and gentlemen, is when we hopped on, I said, I'm dying to talk about this, but no one say anything. No one gave a single <laughs> inkling of what you're thinking. I, I, I was like, please don't. I need to hear it live on the show. I just knocked something over. So who would like to go first on just their overall impressions? Lone, you seem like you're biting your tongue, so I'm, I'm leaning towards you, man. It's it's just so polarizing because, all right, le- the, the presentation I thought was a bit of a letdown. Um, I was looking for a little bit more in terms of just the – I don't know. It, I understand that it was a different language and it, it just felt a bit weird. Like the voiceovers didn't really do a good job. <laughs> <laughs> like those live the guy laughing and then and then yeah, somebody kicked another translator that. off. That he, was awesome. He fucking laughed. I was like, oh my god. No, do you know what it was? It was the guy that like jumped in as a grasshopper or something. And yeah. I think he, the, the translator just got thrown off. He's like, oh fuck. <laughs> um. It, I, I'm really, really 50-50. Mind you, I have pre-ordered it. Um, that's just because it'll be a tax deduction. But mm. I, I just don't know. I, I don't know if there's a, a solid enough, uh, a solid supply of games on launch. Because, yes, we've got Legend of Zelda. That's great. But there's nothing really else, is yeah, there? There's I like up to 10 games. I actually a photo for this exact conversation. Where exactly is it? Did I delete it by accident? I might. You, you, I think you sent it. It's Colin Moriarty. I'm pretty sure he tweeted it out. Someone um, tweeted. Uh, Nintendo America did tweet out the launch titles. Allow me to. You keep talking. I'll grab it for no, you. No, it's uh, so Colin Moriarty. I got it here. He okay. tweeted out. Um, these are the confirmed games. I, I believe one, two, Switch has been Heroes, Snipper Clips, Super Bomberman R, and Legend of Zelda because he's got those in bold. Yeah, uh, uh, like those, are, those are the launch titles. Yeah, like launch titles, and, and that could be wrong. Fine, but even then, there seems to be upwards of ten launch titles, mm-hmm. and I, d- I don't, I don't know if that's enough to justify the purchase because we can get onto the price later. This shit is expensive in Australia, man. Yeah, I was looking at your uh, your receipt that you were sharing. Uh, so uh, here's the picture. This... Take a look at Nintendo of America tweets. Take a look at the sampling of titles for Nintendo Switch from Nintendo and our third-party partners coming this year with more on the way. Uh, on launch day is Zelda Breath of the Wild, 1-2 Switch, Skylanders, Imaginators, Just Dance 2017, okay. and Super Bomberman. Yeah, there it is. So what? Nothing. Like, really yeah, nothing. Like, and, and mind you, this is coming from Lone, who is a huge Zelda fan. 
and, and I, I was I was so excited. Like, I genuinely, matter you know, and and Carrick, you know how excited I was for this console, but. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it's hard to justify. And, and, let, and let me tell you, it's $470 in Australia plus the $90 uh, that Legend of Zelda is and then want to get the Pro Controller as well. As well. The pre-order for me was 660 bucks. Yeah, Who's going to be able to spend that money? And that's the thing is in the rest of March, they're saying snipper clips, cut it out together. Fuck is Fast RMX. I am Setsuna, which is apparently a very good JRPG, but still, that's like a that's a port. And uh, has been heroes. I've never heard of that, so I'm not going to judge out the bat. But that's all of that's all of March, April. You just have Mario Kart Eight Deluxe, Spring of 2017 which is okay. in general. Yeah, that's fine. But I'm I'm pretty sure Mario Kart already came out on the Wii U. Uh, so, I've babbled on, but all I'm going to say is it better have a damn good virtual console. Yeah, Spring 2017. We'll get into that in a sec too. Spring 2017 is Arms. That actually looks interesting. I know a lot of people were hating on that game, but that, I thought no, it looked I like that fun. fun. I, yeah, did. that looks because like, I hang out with my friends a lot. We always game together, and Arms looks like a, a really fun time. Uh, Puyo Puyo Tetris. <laughs> fucking hell. <laughs> Rhyme. Uh, Disgaea Five. Disgaea Five is a very good game. Uh, Splatoon Two in the summer of 2017. They should have just fucking ported the first one over, as far as I'm concerned. Because uh, no one knows what the first one was. Because no one had yeah. the Wii U. Fall of 2017, you got Skyrim. Holiday 2017 is Super Mario Odyssey. It's a long way. 2017 in general, they're saying Xenoblade Chronicles 2, Ultra Street Fighter 2, The Final Challengers, Minecraft, FIFA, Scott, uh, Sonic Mania, Dragon Ball Xenoverse 2, Steep, and NBA 2K18. Karak, what do you think? Uh... <laughs> so, so are you passing the baton to me to, to, to for what I thought of the entire thing, or just that game list? I don't know. I'm just going to be negative. So, so, um, yeah, I rated it this morning when I was talking about my podcast as you know, like a five out of ten. If if I was talking about the system, not the presentation. The presentation, um, the the problem with the presentation, and I'm sure most people understand this, but if you look at how somebody communicates, you can usually identify. Uh, different other aspects of of whatever their organization is. And one of the problems with Nintendo is they show a complete and utter lack of really understanding where they are in the industry. And their presentation was a presentation that it it not only was just dry, but it also spoke to a lot of the mistakes we saw during the presentation and a lot of the weird things we saw in the Switch itself and in the games. For example, it's very telling that uh, Ubisoft, one of the major third party, only has Steep. And yeah. and I think one other game. But here's the scary thing. A couple weeks ago, they did a poll, and less than 4% of devs were making Switch games. 3% of devs are making 360 games. There is a 1% difference That's right insane. now. That's insane. Wow. So, so as I said, or I, I was talking earlier, and I was saying, if you double that and say 8%, there's actually some, basically some, you know, off-the-cuff math you can do. And you can figure out what the general number of games that will be coming out within one year are if you do that general math and you assume a 2.5 to 3.5 year development process. You are talking about less than 32 games. Additionally, all of their stuff with we'll talk to you later, we'll show you later, uh, fall possibly or, you know, these weird soft worded, you know, explanations for timings are making me nervous that even the games they showed 
it, it felt like the Switch needed one more year. It felt like we were a year yeah. early for the right. entire presentation. And yeah. that was mimicked in battery life. That was mimicked in, in, you know, as somebody who's worked in the tech industry for 13 years. The moment they mentioned battery life, I can tell you that the IRC I was on exploded. Because mm-hmm. there, you can actually tell the power something has as well due to its battery life. And when they mentioned it, people were just like, oh, shit, this is not what we thought. I mean, even some of the people who thought it was not going to be super powerful were sort of surprised by the battery life and a couple other things that have popped up. It, mm-hmm. it was just a bad presentation. And honestly, I went from being incredibly excited to, mm-hmm. to looking at half of these games with FPS issues that you could blatantly see. Um, these are issues that aren't repeated in other conferences. So I know a lot of people say, oh, it's but recorded. There, there, are a different- a lot of, there are a lot of hitching issues in that yeah. uh, Breath of the Wild trailer as well. Yeah, and um, I'm okay with you know them showing alpha stuff and, and having those FPS issues. But one thing people need to understand is FPS is almost always or usually tied to the CPU, not the GPU. And mm-hmm. so the CPU FPS issue scares me a little bit because we already know that the CPU is going to be fairly underpowered in the Switch anyway. Mm-hmm. So I'm just really nervous, to be honest. I wanted, I wanted Nintendo to come out and go, boom, Sony and Microsoft, we're doing something slightly different. So we're going to... Yeah. I, I wanted Microsoft first of all, to wake up this morning and go, oh, fuck. That's what I wanted. Yeah. I don't have issues with, with them as, as a company, but I, I would love to see them go, oh, crap, because they're not doing that right now. Sony did not wake up and go, oh, crap. And that is, I was absolutely hoping for that. Mm-hmm. Interesting. And yeah, so it's my thoughts. It was very depressing, in all honesty. I mean, just almost and, across the board. And to, and to clarify, the battery life, for those of you that don't know, it is confirmed to be, it's a big range from two and a half hours to six hours. And Breath of the Wild, if you're playing that consistently, is three hours. But they didn't mention something about removable batteries too. So it seems like you can buy extra ones and replace them. Mm -hmm. I don't know. You you can. There's a company also that's already releasing peripherals with extra battery bumps. There you go. So, But no, I'm very lukewarm become. It's piecemeal. There's so many different parts. I was going to say, the fact that the launch bundle doesn't come with a pro controller in my opinion right. it's a joke and that they're selling it separately not for 60 where most controllers retail at but 70 um they're showing clearly that they're i know it sounds stupid to say because they're selling a fucking console but they're clearly showing they're trying to make money but they're also showing desperation in those acts like price hiking a controller on a system that no one's convinced on buying yeah the the presentation was awkward okay it was awkward and i'm saying that as someone who doesn't get uncomfortable watching the um, right. Japanese type of <laughs> culture because I really appreciate oh, that, that stuff yeah. a lot. Yeah, and yeah. I really am interested in it. But even I, watching that presentation, like when the fucking dude came out for Splatoon or let's, <laughs> let's switch to this individual, I was just like... Cr- they freebase David Blaine videos yeah. prior to that because <laughs> what was the magician shit going on half the time? Yeah, it was just, the guy with the like, Splatoon whoa. guns. Who gave the thumbs up on this fucking presentation and said, that's trendy, that that's modern, that's fucking casual. Like, you didn't know who they were appealing to because everyone in the audience, a bunch of suits, okay? But they're like, let's switch, like, for a bunch of kids. I, I don't know who they were trying to appeal to. The console itself, I got to say, as someone who plays a Vita a lot, a, a two-and-a-half to six-hour battery, battery life, I don't know what game, if Zelda Breath of the Wild lasts you three hours... I can't say that's absolutely awful because that's usually um, the Vita lasts me four to five. So one hour less than that um, doesn't really destroy me. But I know not everyone plays handhelds as consistently as I do. 
So yeah. I do know that hearing that is pretty demoralizing. But I think of it this way, that um, if I'm going to take a console game on the go, I can't think of many places I'd need it to be wireless for three hours until I need it, And I wouldn't be near a charger for that time. You know, like, Loan, you talked about how you'd be using it on a commute. And yeah. I, I think that would three hours would suffice you if you were... And this is, mind you, just Zelda. Yeah. No, 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 three hours, like, I'm not too disappointed with the battery life because so e- even if you consider, like, my phone, for example, if I was playing a game consistently for three to four hours, my phone battery life would go to shit as well. So I, I'm not too worried about it only being mm-hmm. three to up to six hours, right? Especially because it's USB-C, so you can take an external charger with you and, and charge it that way. That's not really my concern, to be honest. So... Um, it, it's more, you know, I, I've, I've been into it, but anyways, my biggest concern lies with the games that, yeah. that was the biggest Lack point of. they had to, yeah, that was the biggest point they <laughs> had to hammer home. In my opinion, they had to say, we have games because that, guess what? That's what the right. fucking Wii U didn't have. I don't care if it was a bad idea or not. The Wii U probably would have done a little bit better if they said we have games, not just exclusives, which Nintendo pushed again. They pushed the Super Mario Odyssey, which I, I'm going to say this right now looks fucking Awesome. That's why I pre-ordered it. looks it. amazing. I fucking thought Super Mario Odyssey looked incredible. And I'm not even, like, a, a big Mario fan. Like, you know, I, I grew up playing, obviously, Mario. But, you know, it's not like, I, oh, I remember the days on the NES, yada, yada, yada. No, I played mostly on the Game Boy, Game Boy Advance. And I haven't played Mario in, in dumb long. So, for me to really get hyped about a Mario game is pretty rare, to say the least. Yeah. Um, that And I'm not a Zelda fan either, and Breath of the Wild looked fucking incredible. So once I saw that was a launch title, I was like, okay, like I, I see a game in the future I'm going to want to play. I see Skyrim. you know, I like ARMS. I see Breath of the Wild. I, I think I'm going to just give this a shot then. Also, it's my line of work. So I, I knew kind of going into this that unless it was a fucking train wreck, I was going to pre-order it. But if mm-hmm. I'm a general consumer, someone who like doesn't need this, oh my god, I would not touch it with a fucking 10-foot pole. Oh but see, my this god. Is the, this is the thing, though, right, guys? It's I, I thought that this console was going to come out the gate a little bit stronger in terms of its price point, in terms of the number of games yeah, available, etc. But, but it seems it's going to be a much slower burn. And it's the only thing that really needs to, to back that up is a committed Nintendo and committed third-party support. And I, I was hoping for something stronger. Like, you know, initially, but it, it, this is going to be a two or three year uh, uh, route for, for, for Nintendo. And I just don't know whether general consumers are going to wait that long. I, I don't. Yeah, it's it, exactly. Nintendo, like Carrick said, probably pulled the trigger a little too early. They're clearly not ready. Some of the games they showed off aren't even in full development. Uh, who was it? I think. Suda fifty one, not games not even development. I think Dude, Sega showed up and basically said, Hey, thanks Nintendo for telling us you're making a system yeah. and then walked off the stage. Exactly. Like that yeah. um Fire I mean, Emblem Heroes, which I, I or, or Warriors, I'm sorry. I love Fire Warriors. Emblem and I like the Warriors right. games, definitely a guilty pre- pleasure of mine. But you know, even then, that's a game that's clearly not in development. <laughs> they didn't show shit. Uh, a new Shin Megami Tensei, I, you know, as a, so- a fan of the Persona series, that was exciting. But that's clearly just starting development. It's like, how long did Nintendo wait to tell people about the system? And, and once again, these are all going to be first-party games. The third-party support, you came out and showed FIFA and Skyrim. Woo! Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you know what yeah. was really telling? It, what, also, there's a disconnect between, like, 
and I've said this before, what they under what what their fans expect and you know ips uh, those kind of things and what and what they continue to deliver but there was a tone deaf moment that was actually really telling when we were watching it which was where they were talking about unique experiences and then they announced fifa and i was like holy shit uh why don't you just say unique and then announce nfl in the u.s like there's there's this point where nintendo shows its hand by just when they speak and you know that's why i like reggie i mean reggie's a bobblehead of a human right but at least when he talks (laughs) he's He's an energetic bobblehead, right? And he's hilarious, and he's over the top, and he he. Sometimes you, you wonder if that dude, yeah. Sometimes you wonder if that dude's too busy fucking playing games to show up to meetings, right? He he does <laughs> appear that way. Those the entire presentation um, shows a, a point where Nintendo now Nintendo's a boutique company, and they have been for a while. Their uh, consistent misuse of uh, manufacturing to create, you know. Uh, items that they pretend are rare, which aren't like the classic NES thing that just came out a while ago. Um, They do that all the time. They do overprice quite often. But what you're seeing here is a situation where, at least I personally feel, that they've completely misjudged where the actual industry is. The industry is on a downslope towards savings, humble bundles. Every single yeah. thread on NeoGAF is about a new sale, about waiting, about not trusting reviewers, about blah, 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 blah. And you have a company that is going literally the opposite way and is like, everything costs more than you would ever expect for what you get. And I'm a fan of Skyrim Mobile. I, I, I talked about this in my yeah. podcast this morning. If that thing plays at you know medium whatever settings at 30 FPS, I'm going to be, God, I'll be all over that. Yeah. Yeah, but but there are so many other problems, and I I don't think any game is worth three hundred and sixty bucks, which is what it would be three hundred for the console, sixty right now for whatever game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had to buy it because I'm a reviewer. But yep. like mm-hmm. Maddie said, there is no way ever I could look at that and say any normal consumer should purchase that. Mm-hmm. And it's not just the price of the fan, console. You're, you're, you're buying. You're doing exactly if you're a diehard Nintendo fan and you, and you buy the Nintendo Switch, I feel like it's almost like a repeat of the Wii U, where you're buying it, it is for a those repeat. really select few games, and it's going to be a dust collector for a while afterwards. And half of them require extra things, like yeah. or or different things. And I've talked to developers who are developing for it, and I'm going to tell you right now, no one's happy. No one mm-hmm. is happy about the multiple different control schemes. No one. Yeah. They, I mean, there are like I have a feeling some third-party companies will actually not be doing that because the word is is that Nintendo is saying if you want a multiplayer game, it has to work both as you hold it in your hand and play, you know, with the dual thumb pads, right? But it also has to work when you take the the joy the joy cons off. The problem is is that a lot of developers do not want to take their Rainbow Six Siege and try to get it to work in these weird ways. And uh, they're and in two ways, basically. They have to make two control schemes. It has to be able to work for you at home, doing a particular way, and then also if you have a friend over and you decide to do a split screen, let's say, something like that. They're, they have pissed off a lot of people behind the scenes, too. And that's completely separate from even the event. And, and touching on price as well, price is not just the, you know how expensive the... You know, relatively, anyways, the console's fairly expensive, but the accessories are... Particularly expensive. I mean, I'm looking at the GameStop website now, right? And to get two of those Joy-Con controllers are 80, 80 bucks. bucks. Yeah. The the 
Pro Controller itself, for you guys, you said, Maddie, you said it was mind like... You, mind you, hold on, I, I gotta interrupt you. The, the Joy-Con is literally the size of my fucking pointer finger. I, yeah. I, <laughs> I'm genuinely curious how someone with hands like mine, like, I have pretty fucking big hands, I'm really dying to know how I'm gonna play with this fucking Joy-Con. Like, I'm, I'm going to test the fuck out of it, hand one of my friends a Joy-Con, I'm gonna have the other, we're gonna do the fucking tabletop split-screen thing, I'm gonna see how in the fuck I'm gonna do it. Yeah, I have a, que- I have it, a question. It's oh, sorry. No, 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 go ahead. Ask the question. I'm just going to be I, negative. <laughs> I, so did you guys watch the video this morning, the Life Tree of Life, Life Tree no, of Woe, video? Not whatever really it was. for something I wasn't relatively hyped. So here's the crazy thing, and it was very embarrassing. And it's the first time I think I can remember in a long time, and it was far more embarrassing than last night. They were playing a game, multiplayer, multiple people, and they basically sort of stopped and were like, this is just too chaotic. And th- these are the Nintendo people. And they were like, yeah, there's just, it, it's just, one of the guys said, it's not even controlled chaos. It's just chaos. And they just stopped playing the game. And they got that uncomfortable moment where, uh, uh, like, an E3 game crashes when you're demoing it. Oh, no. And oh, no. It, was, it was the moment where I was watching going, did I miss something? Like, what just happened? I mean, it became incredibly uncomfortable. And then they're like, well, anyway. And they just sort of moved on. And, <laughs> and the thing is, is... You know, if it were me, I would have put my Hobbit feet up and I would have pretended to enjoy the fuck out of that thing. I would have been, if I was selling, if I was a Nintendo, you know, employee. Yeah. But there was something really telling about that. And I don't mean it in a bad way. I mean it in a way where it seems like Nintendo is, like, not prepared. Like I said, there is something really weird going on. Like, there there is something that points to a situation behind the scenes, whether that be a change in the hardware, which there are rumors that at one time it was more powerful, less powerful, it did different things. Um, you know, it's got an RFID reader, it's got HD rumble, it's what got, is you know, that? you can feel it's a, a glass. What is that? I don't, yeah, it's, it's just, like, it is, is it just like the, feedback. okay, so you're saying it's like the, the right and left trigger on the Xbox one that have no, feedback? It, no, oh. no, it's more like the steam controller where, it, oh boy, it's really hard to describe it. Um, You'll have to look it up. Basically, it is HD rumble in a way where it will feel more realistic and it will have a, you know, a, a more fidelity. But once again, it shows Nintendo's complete, almost baffling oddness when they did their presentation because it was. I almost felt like Nintendo was saying, hey, guess what? We just figured out humans have arms. Because the entire presentation was about hands and controls and controllers. And half of the way through the video, I'm just like, I don't know what... I mean. It's almost like watching a TV and somebody says TVs are awesome. And you're like, no shit, dude. I'm watching yeah. you on one. It, th- you there's, know, there's all these different issues that make me scared to death that they jumped the gun for some weird reason. What's interesting is that they uh, – <laughs> I don't know if you guys caught wind that their stock dropped 6% after the after Oh, the no, I didn't. Yeah, no. yeah it did. <laughs> and, but That's touching, touching on those Damn. touching on those motion controls though, like, mm-hmm. I, I agree in the sense that – the games industry and gamers in particular, I, I think we've shown a propensity to like the simple things. You know, when a console or, you know, any kind of motion controls are too complex, we stray away from it. You know, with the Kinect, with all these other things, the Wii was was relatively simple, right? We're more so looking for a simple console that can play games at a relatively good fidelity. I mean, that's mostly where we're at And right a relatively now. good price. Right, exactly right. Yeah, but right. this huge focus on being able to tell how many, you know, how much water is in this cup and and how much ice is being dropped in, like it's cool. But most gamers see that as gimmicky, from my perspective. And I and I think that the presentation just 
it, it didn't really focus on, like Carrick said, I guess, where the games industry is at right now. And that does worry me because I know they say that there's 80 games in development and, and there's third-party support, but the third-party support are the third-party games that you would expect to be on there anyways. Like, we expected FIFA. We expected Minecraft. Like, what we're really looking for are, like, uh, I don't know, like Battlefield, for example. Yeah, what, like, games I, that yeah, EA I, treats I, carefully. I completely agree. What I expected you know, like, was a not reporting, reporting Skyrim at that point in time at the end of 2017. Mm-hmm. It will be six years old, okay? I didn't expect well, that to hype thing. up porting a six-year-old year game over. And you realize it's not the new say, version. I expect them to say we're hopping into the the industry. We are going to go with the trend, and any any game coming out on launch will be on. We'll the be on the Switch. Switch. Yeah, that, that's right. what I yeah. expected. Yeah. Nothing crazy, yeah. uh, you know. Like I said, they're but they're going with these ports and stuff. It reminds me. It's actually scary, reminiscent of the Vita, and I got that feeling right when they came out and announced FIFA because I was like Vita had a FIFA, and they had a couple yeah. of really good single-player exclusives like Gravity Rush and Uncharted Golden Abyss that were, you know, should sell systems just like Zelda would, and fuck, I don't know what's nearby, ARMS, I don't fucking know, I mean, it's, like I said, Super Mario Odyssey and, and Zelda are really the only ones that seemed like console sellers to me, but they're so far uh, far apart. The point being is that it reminded me so much of the Vita, and that's not a good thing. As much as I love the system, that's not a good thing to have your system be a reminder of a playstation vita i hope it doesn't turn out that way i mean nintendo i saw someone tweet this out as well that um this console like the kinds of games that are coming out are very appealing towards a japanese audience and not so much to a western audience and correct me if i'm wrong maddie but the the ps vita kind of had that issue as as well yep and Uh, like western audiences the only new games that come out on the ps vita are, are strictly japanese games and i'm open to that audience and that type of game style but not Everyone is. Everyone is. And Nintendo wants to 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 pick it up. They they need to appeal to the Western audience. It's as simple as that. Like I said, I I I will restate it. I have an appreciation for Japanese culture, but when I'm watching you guys, uh, you guys on stage being fucking weird, not even funny, just weird, (laughs) and I'm uncomfortable, and I'm pretty open minded with that shit. I I don't know what to tell you. Clearly, you fucking missed the ball. Uh, Like that fucking. I'm so accustomed. Oh god. Now, I was going to say, but most people, I think, were willing to forgive that kind of cringiness because yeah. we knew it was going to be a worldwide presentation, mm-hmm. you know, in Japanese, so long as what was being presented was was good yeah. and enticing then, to buy this brand new console. Then it would have been like, oh, you know, there's a couple memes, there's already 40,000 memes and GIFs coming from this presentation, but overall, the, the big focus would have been on at least they got the, st- the games right, the system right, and that's up in the air, really. I, I don't think, not even up in the air, they really didn't if we're honest. And I know it sounds like backwards because we should confront the fact that all three of us pre-ordered it, but it's all for our jobs. So. But it's all tax deductible. So that like, yeah. don't take our pre-orders like as anything. Like it's yeah. not telling. But here's I, what's scary to me is that, so I'm accustomed to, especially where we worked, you know, you would have major meetings, 10,000, 20,000 people at a meeting, you know, watching uh, via, you know, various different uh, videos. And then as well as on site, One of the things that was odd to me, and as somebody who spoke at those, occasionally you would have a situation where you were trying to sell something, or you're trying to show something, and there wasn't enough information. And so what would happen is, in in the old days it was called a song and dance, but it's changed to various different uh, descriptions. But basically what it meant was you stretch out 
sp- particular things. And Jack Trenton has spoke uh, pretty openly now that he's left Sony about the emotion engine being the biggest line of bullshit ever. And but because words, you know, you're like, oh, it's this. It seemed to be that Nintendo was completely without actual footage for things. And so what they did was they told us about ice. They didn't show us a yeah. game where ice cubes were in a, were in a game. Because yeah, I think people are thinking, oh, I'm just being negative. Example, like... It's not that I'm being negative. It's that I can't, uh, yeah, I can't give you an example of why I should be positive. And there's a big problem with that when you also couple it with the fact that Nintendo has consistently been sort of in this route for a while. And they have also consistently seen a slight, you know, like less and less people being interested in it. And I don't necessarily think that the idea to go out there, David Blaine style, and start casting magic spells and and not show Mario. If I was running it, do you know what I would have done? I would have started and finished with a good level walkthrough of a Mario level. Because but you know what is weird as is well, footage. though? Do you know what's weird, though? Do you remember those rumors that were like, all right, uh, Breath of the Wild isn't going to be a launch title, but yeah. Super Mario Odyssey is. But now... Super Mario Odyssey is coming out in, in however many months. Like, what what happened with that? Because, again, I'm not saying... Like, if genuinely the development time for Super Mario Odyssey meant that it can only come out in the holiday season, fine. But right. if that was coming out on launch as well, or very close to launch, then I think a lot of people would be would be much happier. But that game is being so delayed like to, to holiday season that I think a lot of people are going to wait for their purchases until then as well. Yeah. I mean, well, you scared me because you just reminded me they said they had 80 games. And if you look, if you do, again, you know, some tabletop math, you can figure out just by looking at how long it's going to be. If they started getting new people making games the very minute they said 80 out loud, you're still talking about many years, three years before those hit. There is a very distinct issue that we didn't see EA, we didn't see Ubisoft. And I get that they don't necessarily always jump on Nintendo stuff. But Bethesda did, which is, I think, set a lot of fans up for a bit of a depressing moment last night. Because I think a lot of people saw Bethesda and were like, holy shit, Bethesda is working with Nintendo and they're going to do, which they haven't done. And so I think people got it in their heads that if Bethesda is going to do it, then of course, you know, so-and-so and and -and so-and-so would do it. And they're not. And they're not. We get a couple announcements this morning. But they're very lean. And to be honest, they are incredibly safe games being announced. No, and, and yeah. exactly. Sa- like, safe games. And even if people say, you know, Bethesda supporting them, that's great. I agree. That's great. But they're doing so with a port or, or with a remaster that they already had in production. And so they put it on there. I don't even think you it's have... special edition. That's the thing. Because no one It is absolutely it. not. It's already been. They yeah. already did footage. Say, no. It's not special it's the old edition. Version. That means there's no mods. Uh, that's right. just vanilla Skyrim. And that's going to be but see, that's the thing, though. Like, so you've you've got Bethesda doing that version of Skyrim. You've got uh, Bandai Namco doing Dragon Ball Z Universe. You've got Mojang doing Minecraft. EA doing FIFA. Like these are very safe games that we already know about. Yeah, what's There's telling this new. is that you, it's not going to be a simple port for all these games, which means that developers are going to have to split off development and make a whole entire different version for that nintendo switch to optimize for to get control specifically for because like you said carrick two control schemes yeah yeah yeah, two control schemes with the joy cons and the pro controller it seems like it's a much more focused development than just like oh make it on the pc port to console or or vice versa which i don't think gamers like but you get what i'm saying that it's not as simple as that you got to now do if you're a a big developer maybe you got to do the the pc make it on pc port it to console and then you got to have a split off development for the switch 
and that might take more time, more money. It could push games uh, launch times back to launch on the Switch, which then splits the market up. Perhaps you know, there's a lot of issues with it. That uh, I think another problem is technically. Um, we're pretty, I mean, you guys and myself, I mean, I do walk in the walks, I do technical talks about uh, about fairly technical stuff. And so my fans are, and the people watching are a little bit more technically advanced than they used to be. And so I think a lot of, yeah. to be honest, a lot of them wanted more tech and more power. And so when they see those kind of things, and I mean, it, there's also that, and they're more intelligent now. I mean, fans are more intelligent. They know more. There's yeah. more info for them. And I it, bullshit to learn. Exactly. And I I think that they just, Nintendo just absolutely was tone deaf. I mean, in, in, ignoring, by the way, like you said, like, who cares about it? I, I had to sit and watch the Kinect, uh, let's all wear raincoats video. <laughs> so, like, I know what a bad press event is like. And yeah. yet, uh, ignoring that even, there was almost nothing of substantial. There was a guy in jorts with a cowboy hat. And that was about <laughs> it. Like, that's what I took out of it. I think I even got a hold of Wander. I can't remember. But I was I was posting to people just being like, dude, did anybody see the cowboy jorts wearing, dude? Because that's like the, the highlight of this event. <laughs> there's, their ending with Zelda was great. Also very intelligent. But yeah. it, it's telling that they didn't sit people down and say, here's here's some footage of like, here's some good non-scripted footage of these games. Mm-hmm. Well, even sit us down and say because you know we are a bit more technically uh, uh, smarter I guess in, in more recent times gamers that is sitting yeah. us down and say alright here are the actual technical specs yeah. oh yeah for that's the Nintendo not gonna Switch happen. because yeah. look, but look <laughs> at the contrast right look at what yeah. PlayStation has done or Sony has done with the PS4 Pro and look at the what Scorpio. Xbox is doing with the Scorpio yeah. they're, they're saying we're releasing these powerful consoles here are the exact specs here's the resolution you're going to be able to run it at blah 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 and we just didn't get that from Nintendo at, at all. And my big problem that I just looked to my right and thought of when I saw my 3DS, is that even irrelevant at this point? Because the Switch uses cartridges. The Switch right. doesn't seem to, aside from, like, I'm, I'm going to repeat myself for, like, the 40th time. Aside from Zelda, Mario, and Skyrim, for myself personally, ARMS as well, but regardless, that seems kind of like a gimmick more than anything, so I'm not going to, like, count that in the list of mm. games that are making me super excited. Does it even make the 3DS irrelevant? Are they still going to be supporting that? Because as far as I'm concerned, that's my that could be the gaming on the go machine that most people have when it comes to handheld gaming. So is Nintendo throwing that out the window for this take on handheld gaming where you're going to have the console home experience but also take that console game on the go? Or are they just abandoning the 3DS? It just left more questions. Also, have you guys seen what they're doing with their virtual console? Like, okay, we got the PSN and the X. Yeah, exactly. I'm fucking laughing, too. This is what bothered me the most. You get the PSN uh, or PS Plus, I'm sorry, and the Xbox Live Gold. Pay X amount of dollars a month. You get the online service as well as Mm. a free slew of games per month. And Nintendo had a good idea, I thought. Hey, let's give them like one NES game and one SNES game. Like, bring back some of the classics, get some gamers yeah. to be familiarized with those. Except you don't keep them; you rent them for a fucking month. Once that once that month is up, you, you don't have them anymore. It's not. Oh like, no! It's not like what a lot of people do, which is I'm going to go to the games for gold. I'm going to go to my PS Plus section. I'm going to add this thing to my cart, download it, not really download it, but save it for a rainy day, which a lot of gamers do, and they take full advantage of the service provided for them. 
and Nintendo is taking games so fucking old and getting cheap with them. I can't believe it. Like, I'm thinking, like, you're gonna you're gonna say Contra is gonna be one of the free NES games, and you're gonna tell me I can't fucking keep that, that I can only <laughs> rent that shit for a month? Like, I, I didn't know that. I don't oh, get yeah. that. And what's crazy is they're like, hey, look, our our online when we release will be free and then we'll charge you once people actually have games to play on it. It's the weirdest thing in the world. It's like, hey, I read it's going to be free throughout all of 2017. I don't know if that makes a difference on what you said there, but it it doesn't really because of the games. Now, if a bunch of games come up, that's going to be awesome. But I'm going to tell you right now, if it's free in 2017, guess what? It should be free in 2018. And you know what? It should be free in 2019 because Nintendo did one thing. They copied Sony and Microsoft. They went and looked at how they handle online. And the only thing they took out of that was to charge people at some point. Who the fuck thinks that's a good idea? Especially when they're saying, now, Excuse this my language. could be... No, <laughs> <laughs> Here's where, where I get a little confused, too. Now that we're talking about online play. Okay, I think that was, that was widely considered one of Wii U's biggest faults, was the fact that it didn't have a focus on online play. I don't even think there was voice chat for Splatoon. So, Nintendo is saying that they will have an app for you to communicate with your friends. Now, I don't know if they mean application on the Nintendo Switch, or if they mean application like a phone app. I am praying that they do not think I'm going to be sitting there with my phone hooked up as my party chat for my Nintendo Switch. Uh, Do you want me to ruin your day? Go for it. Oh, no. It is a phone app. That's no. already there. Yeah, they already did. There's a there's a huge. Um, I'm reading the That's thread so right now on NeoGaf. There's a huge thread. So I'll, I'll continue stupid. to read it because you know new info could come for sure. But it does. They are saying that it's definitely a a, a paid for app. By the way, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You're saying that the way we communicate on the Switch to other gamers is through a paid for phone app separate from the Switch. The, the way you vo- so so we know for a fact that they're going to allow you to send each other pictures and like drawings. So of course dick drawings first thing I'm going to send everybody, right? Of we course, know that that's yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's that's completely separate. But the what was announced and what people are reporting on this morning is that if you want the true if you want like a audio kind of connection, that kind of thing whether it be video or not, it is an app on a phone. It is separate, and that's what I'm looking for. Call someone on my fucking phone. I'm just looking right now, so this could be wrong, but I read it this morning. Do you have it up right now? I'm looking right now. Yeah, yeah. I'm 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 kind of um, lost for words at the moment, guys. That and it could be wrong, but that is what they were reporting this morning, and and people were voice chat on the Switch will consist of a paid app on smart devices. Your phone. Let's see if there's an update. Online lobby and chat. Our new dedicated smart device app will connect to Nintendo Switch and let you invite friends to play online, set play appointments, and chat with friends during online matches and compatible games, all from your smartphone or device. No. A free and limited version of the app will also be available for download. So I don't know what to say. Premium paid, looks like. Online lobby and voice chat will be separate. And and that's pay on top of the online fee? No. The app will come if you have the online paid subscription. The okay, premium. that's something. Okay, you that's know, something. That, yep. that is so you're something. not paying right. two services. You're paying one, you get the app. And you get it. But if you drop one, the other stops working, does, of course. Does Nintendo think I don't have friends? <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't need my fucking cell phone or something? Dude, like, all I'm going to do is hook up my laptop and use Skype. Like, fuck that. Especially because the, the key word is there is talk in compatible games. So if I'm playing Zelda and loans on Mario... Or vice yeah. versa, more, oh, more likely. Crap. I, just, I see what you're saying. Then I can't fucking talk to him. 
I'm not using your chat service. That's dog shit. Oh Especially because goodness. people are so used to like Discord now and how seamless and easy that's that is. Uh, I don't. Okay, okay, look. Here's what it I'm says. Just, uh, the, the the rumor is is that uh, let's see um, there is no in chat voice game on the system because the switch actually has no mic and no mic accessory port meaning all voice chat has to be done via a phone or something else now you could use a USB device but something about its USB devices see, are I saw they had a headphone jack and I thought it was going to work like the uh, PS4 the phone will a stereo where it goes both yeah, ways. Yeah, you you plug in the anything with a headphone jack that has headphones attached for the PS4. You plug it in and it works. And I love that. That is that is one of Sony's most brilliant designs, in my opinion. It makes any type of headset, any type of headphones in general. Yeah, accessible. Microsoft does it now too. The Xbox S yeah. is the same. Yeah, yeah. and it, it's great. It really They're is. Great. That's, that's one of the great innovations I think that came from. The, mind you, this may sound it may sound minor, but I think it was a big deal. Because for example, I bought a brand new pair of Astros just a couple of months ago. And they were Xbox only, but I saw, oh, this headphone jack disconnects. And guess what? Now it works for both my PS4 and my Xbox One. I have this brand new top line, top of the line headset. Um, <laughs> so it, it's just it, that type of stuff that Nintendo's not taking advantage of because they want to make money. They'll probably make their own headset line, if anything. They won't say, hey, Turtle Beach, let's partner up. Let's make something unique like a, uh, a headset with little Mario plates on the side. No, they'll make their own. They'll make their own, like, uh, you know how the Xbox One, when people were wondering how they could use their 360 headsets with the One, they came out with this yeah. adapter, and it was, like, sold out like that. That's what Nintendo's going to do. They're going to make their own fucking bullshit adapter with their own Nintendo headset line. They're going to think of a way to cash in on this and, and milk more of their fanboys dry, is what they're going so, to do. So, you know, I have a question for you guys. Um, both of you guys own uh, either a Wii or a Wii U? Wii, uh, yeah. I have the Wii U. Okay. Uh, It's something that was brought up in the podcast earlier today where uh, we were talking and one of the guys was saying that it felt like this is the first time where a company has learned nothing from its own prior console. Mm -hmm. That like there isn't a jump in, for example, Xbox One, it, it came with the adapter. Completely stupid, right? And then they're like, holy shit, this is dumb. Let's drop the adapter. The S comes with a normal stereo thing, you know, all that kind of stuff. Like, yeah. like even, even Microsoft picks up on shit sooner or later. But for some reason, and this, is, again, is for people who know the Wii U more than I do, but from what I'm hearing from a lot of Wii U owners, and, and in fact, they are all 3DS owners, by the way, Maddie. but they all okay. said the same thing. They were like, it feels like Nintendo did, they lost their notes, like their peachy. They lost it. They dropped it in class, and they, they don't remember what happened. They didn't. They didn't improve on anything, and they and that to me is more for you guys to speak about. But that to me is really scary if that's true, and it certainly, from what I'm hearing from you guys and just looking online, it does seem like, in many ways, it doesn't improve the online. It doesn't improve like uh, many aspects that you would normally assume a company would get better at progressively as they as they went through the process of, of selling items. Do you guys agree with that? Yeah, because I think a good example of a company who's improved up until I, th- I think this year was Microsoft, if I'm honest. I know you might probably disagree with that, but for me, I feel like when you look at how they announced it with, uh, what was it, Don Metric, I think his name was, in, in 2013, and how it was just like TV, 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 and sure. they hired Phil Spencer, and the focus went on games, and the system started selling a lot better. 2017 rolls around, they don't have a single-player game for shit. They just have their recognizable brands, such as Halo, Crackdown gears didn't sell as well so they're definitely 
on a bit of a downward spiral right now and they desperately need new single player IPs. Um, but regardless, what I'm saying is that before that, that was a company I think that you look at and they said, okay, we fucked up, let's push forward. And sure. gamers tend to, I think, hold, I don't want to say hold on to things, but you've noticed gamers will constantly give like a company they don't approve of their decisions shit until they change. Yeah. And Microsoft changed, and they kept to their their guns on, we're going with games, this is how we're going to build our platform. And no one really gives them shit about how bad they got beaten out by PlayStation off the bat. Right. And how no, they, they've, they've turned was. things around. I mean, Phil did you guys see? Yeah, did you guys see the numbers for NPD? They're closer this. They're closer now than they actually made ground, which is blows my mind, because you wouldn't assume so. But, but NPD is just so. U.S. They, data, they, right? They do a it, great job with their is. early access program, and their games for gold are good, in my opinion. They just did, like, Sleeping Dogs. It's one of my favorite games. I, I oh, love wow. that. Yeah, so they... I think they do pretty well with that type of program. Obviously, there's a lot of Xbox loyalists out there who stick with live. Um, that's a big thing. So I'm not shocked that they've eventually turned it around. Because, you know, Sony did that before. The PS3 was lagging behind an entire generation, and it came up to yeah. almost 50-50 at, at the end. end. Yeah, yeah, so right. I wasn't surprised that to see Xbox start coming back and forth, and I think that's what really sparked their comeback was like, okay, they did it to us, let's do it to them. But you, you know what the the thing that we need to point out here, and Carrick touched on this before when he said that you know Microsoft or Sony haven't woke, woken up this morning and thought, oh shit, is that <laughs> this all of this all of this change and innovation that you know that Microsoft did, that PlayStation or Sony did, is because of competition. They saw that the other competitor was doing really well and kicking ass, and they had to do the exact same. The worry that I have, similar to what Carrick said is that because Nintendo didn't just knock it out of the park, Microsoft and Sony might rest on their laurels a little bit. If Nintendo had kicked ass with this presentation and was kicking ass with the games and with the Switch itself, that would only force Nintendo, sorry, force Xbox and Sony to innovate even more, to even give more value to gamers. And we might not get that now. And that's a worry for me as well. I agree. That's true. Because yeah. like everyone said before this, a healthy Nintendo is very good for the industry. It's, then it's very just, good. Yeah, because then it's not good. two companies competing. It's three, and one of them is the odd man out who's trying all these exactly weird, what. wacky yeah. things and maybe succeeding with them. But, I mean, here's the thing is that everyone was ready to support the Switch. I think they still are. I don't think all hope is gone. But mm-hmm. I think they dropped no. the ball a bit on their big reveal. No. How did they turn I, I, it around I, I, is I my question. Bad. How do they go, okay, you know, we yeah. didn't do so hot there. Let's get gamers on board with the Switch and, and start. You know how they do it? They go out and they get third-party support as soon as fucking possible, and they lie through their teeth because you can't fake <laughs> what's happened. So it will be lies. But that's something we're all accustomed to. All these companies lie. That's the first thing you should know the moment like you get into this industry is their, their job is to make money. What Nintendo has done is they've made sure they make more, right? They're a little less interested in cutting that, that closer. Mm-hmm. So they're going to lie about things. But if I were Nintendo... I would be getting every third party immediately, just as Maddie said, day and date. If this comes out for the Xbox One and, and PS4, we are supplying game engine uh, specifications for these people. We are going to send programmers to help, and we're going to make sure that they come out day and date on the Switch. And yeah. um, in some acceptable uh, format, because there are some issues uh, with the size of the games. 32 gigabytes is not huge. It depends on on you know the memory that it, the, how it uses its memory. But those flashcards it's coming on or whatever they're coming on, there's issues there. 
There's issues with speed, how, the, how it's delivered. There's some issues with its actual media, but it, they really need to basically say, we're going to do everything we can to make sure that a person who has a Switch does not feel left out and instead feels supported by Nintendo, which the problem is, is I don't know many people who woke up and said, I feel supported by Nintendo this morning. Mm-hmm. Or I mean, who, who woke up and said, you know, I that impulsive pre-order I made last night was totally worth it. Because <laughs> I, I, you know, I, I don't spend my money willy nilly, um, but I make sure I try to invest in my channel when I can. And I knew this was an investment I was making for my channel. But even then, even then, I was still like, I don't really. want And we're going to get copyright striked anyway, dude. Okay, That's the this thing, is the is interesting that they, thing. They sent a mass email saying if you want to like stream the Switch reveal and your reactions, here's a link or mm-hmm. an embed. Like I was like, are they kind of flipping their policy? And a as well, bit? did did you notice that in the presentation that like you can share screenshots and videos? And I don't know what that means, and I don't that know the extent of that change. Their internal app allows for when you push the button, <sighs> you can choose Xbox record this kind of situation. Yeah. And you can share it on your profile page or that they will have, which will, I'm sure, yeah. be locked out for most online. But um, there is and has been zero information to any of the Nintendo channels that I'm talking to right now that states that Nintendo has any I, any inkling whatsoever that they're going to switch uh, and allow people to do. In fact, they just recently banned one of their own high-level Nintendo channels um, that basically decided to give one of their games a, a somewhat poor review. And they, ba- they were just like, yeah, you're no longer in our partner Wait, program. And that which was recent. channel is that? Uh, I'll look it up. I just talked about it on my podcast uh, last Friday in the international podcast, so I'll go back and listen. It was somebody right. who contacted me, and they were like, dude, if you're thinking about covering this, I was one of them. And he was. He was one of the major channels. And they were like, and he wasn't, oh, my God. What he said was not anything near what I would say. Like, I mean, my levels of of evil and cruelty is far beyond his and what he said was was so tame and they basically he he noticed he was getting no games and he contacted them and they were like um and they basically said you know we're referring you to the terms of service and they highlighted you know that they could cease it at any time and he had been a one of the major nintendo um you know streamers so yeah it's sad it's sad. I don't. I don't see them changing that, Maddie. I think you and I made a purchase. Uh, I'm going to cover it. I'm going to get struck. That's fine. Um, I'm going to cover it as much as I can in some way. But I think that um, I, I don't see that there's anything that looks like they're changing that to me. Hmm. I mean, I know. I, I don't know whether you can, you can like talk about it and stuff as long as you're not showing it. You know what I'm exactly. saying? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Like I yep. made a. I made a video about Skyrim on the Nintendo Switch, and I just showed one screenshot, and the rest was my own Skyrim gameplay from the PC, and it's it hasn't been touched. So, I think it, it's really dependent. I think it's like it's got to be like an exclusive Nintendo. I don't fucking know. Their their program's stupid though. But as long as you talk about it without showing it, then it's whatever. You know, do you guys when you look at it? So so I didn't really get a full answer from you guys. Do you guys feel that they have improved? Because we started talking about Microsoft, right? But um, I, I was wondering, do you guys actually? Do, do, they, do you guys feel improved. that they've lost? Okay, good. No, I'm saying they have improved in some areas. So, for example, like I, I know we've been fairly negative, but in terms yeah, of positive, you know, region locking that that was a, a, a really really big thing, right? The fact yeah. that things aren't region locked and I can go buy a, a switch from the US or whatever that is definitely a positive, and that's a side of improvement. Um, 
the talk about third think. party, although they didn't show it. I think the talk about it, maybe well, I, I you could say it's a sign they, of improvement. You know what I'm saying? At the very least, at the very least, that they do have NBA, Skyrim, Dragon Ball Z Universe coming. Mm-hmm. That is a sign of improvement. It might not be a big sign of improvement, but it is. Um, but aside from those things, I don't know. That's the I problem. I don't know. Is that you got to really think about it and once again i'm going to use microsoft it's not that like oh right they fucking like right. obviously it's a game console but they focus on the fucking games they pushed all their exclusives you know they talked about a ton of shit in their e3 2014 conference where they actually got back on their feet uh funny enough three of the four games that they announced there were canceled or unheard of Scalebound. Uh, yeah Scalebound canceled i'm so or happy in the blind forest really i agree <laughs> i agree i'm one of the few people who i, I called Let- it too because I said, yeah, I, I, I know that you thing. did. I was like, that thing's a train wreck. Look at it. Here's ah. the thing, guys. As somebody who's worked in development, I can tell you right now, nobody turns halfway around unless you're making the Mad Max movie. I don't know if you guys saw that, but that's what they did there, where they basically went halfway, you know, half, they got halfway to something and then turned around. And that never happens in development, ever, because you've spent the money. Microsoft canceled it and lost all that money. If somebody yeah, thinks that they didn't try to investigate every way to make that back, they are crazy. It's not like somebody woke up and said, let's just cancel the fuck out of everything. They, yeah, of and, and, and that's one of the problems is scale bound is platinum. And I know people love them, but guys, they're not as golden as people think. Not. I mean, mm. they're not. And I love a lot of their games, but that shows some balls to cancel the stuff. And, Good balls and bad balls, I guess. You know, like you cancel it, what do you got to replace it? But I mean, why spend your money on something? Mm-hmm. 2014, 15, and 16 sort of sucked, guys. I talked about this in my podcast. It feels like we had a lot of bad games, a lot of games that I wish hadn't been made. Like they, they legitimately had money spent on them where you look back and go, man, really? This is, this is what 20 million paid for? So the fact that somebody canceled it, I want that to continue. I want companies to start saying, this isn't meeting our requirements, let alone a gamer's requirement. Like, I, I mean, you would no, you're right. You know what? Because look at what happened. Look at what happened with Doom and look at what happened with Prey. I think those right. games and, and, and what's the previous one that they uh, that Bethesda canceled and then they, they re-kicked it again. I think there's another example. But even just looking at Doom, the fact that they're, you know what, we're going to cancel production of this and retry yeah. And yeah. they kicked absolute ass with ass. that game, yeah. and either cancel, as you said, Carrick, or you Redo. know reinvigorate, start re- development again. And I know that you can't always make that decision because it's a huge cost. Because you're sick, it's a sunk cost. All of that money that you spend in the development of the previous version right. would go down the drain. Mm-hmm. But you're right. I, I would hope that these decisions could be made. But I think Microsoft just reached the point of no return with that. But anyway, yeah. But like I said, the uh, 2014, it was the Phantom Dust remake, Ori in the Blind Forest, I want to say Fable Legends, and Scalebound. Yeah. And only Ori in the Blind Forest has released since then. 2014 and, E3. Think about that. Thank, and thank yeah. God, because Legends, holy shit. Wow. <laughs> yeah. No, oh, Legends was a good cancellation. Yeah. yeah, Legends was a good cancellation because fucking stupid idea. I'm sorry, it was. Just make a Fable fucking 4 or don't make one at all. Or just walk away from the yeah. franchise because 3 really wasn't <laughs> that good. Yeah. Scalebound wasn't going to work. I thought the idea was great on paper when they first revealed it. Mm, right. They showed gameplay. I was like, it's not going to work. It's going to be clunky. It's not going to... It's not fast enough. It's it's just... No. 
Ori and the Blind Forest, beautiful game. That was in my top five of, I want to say, too. 2015 or 2014. I can't remember what year it came out. But honestly, I need to play that. Be- beautiful game. Love it to beautiful. death. And fun. And just a great game. Yeah. Like a yeah, actual playable good game. Yeah, very good game. And then Phantom does remake. They just haven't fucking talked about it. And they're doing like <laughs> an HD remaster on the side, which is like just uprising the original Phantom Dust. And then they're remaking it. And they haven't shown shit for that. So, yeah, Microsoft's in a really awkward position right now. But in... In order to answer your question, if Nintendo's made any improvements, like I said, I I think it's just, it's bad that I have to really think on anything good that stood out to me. And even those goods aren't like, whoa, okay, they get they got the hang of it here. Like, it's sure. just like little things. Like, region locking, honestly, when I saw that, I'm not, I know it sounds ignorant, but I was like, I don't think this impacts me at all. Okay. As a, just myself, personally. I, I mean, if you guys want to explain it more. But when I saw that, I was like, okay, that's cool. Like. That mean? It, it pretty much means, Matty, that Japan and, and import it yeah. here, and it'd be fine. Well, any, yeah. any games that that are released in Japan and that never get released or never get westernized, you could buy those games from Japan. Yeah, I mean, I and play them. I couldn't understand what the fuck they say, though. Well, a lot of well, still yeah. remember still a lot of them still have English subtitles. So yeah, I mean, look at Microsoft. Like I, I bought a bunch of their games from other you know other places, and mm-hmm. because they're either not released or released later in, in specific yeah. areas. So region region locking only affects some. But I'm going to tell you right now, you just spoke about the Vita having uh, you know a large number of Japanese based games and stuff like that, and the idea that somebody could could go and get those on us on the switch is pretty fucking cool mm-hmm. if yeah. it's not okay. going to be released here additionally some companies uh that saves them money a couple developers i've talked to are like that does actually help them because a publisher doesn't have might not have to foot the bill for particular things in the west that they may have to in yeah. you know in a different uh, nation so there's some positives there for sure okay mm. yeah i mean I but in terms of other improvements like I, I want to say, like, obviously, Breath of the Wild, Super Mario Odyssey, those look fantastic and amazing. Right. But they, Zelda and Mario have always looked fantastic and amazing. <laughs> you know, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, we, we well, I, it's I think Forza. everyone it's, I mean, it's Forza and Gears of War. No, you're right. No, you're right. Everyone expected Nintendo. those first-party titles to be there and to be great. That's mm-hmm. not. That's never been the issue with, right. with, with Nintendo consoles. It's been third-party support. And also, as well, to an extent, other titles that may, may be exclusive to the Nintendo and that we haven't seen on other consoles, but that is still good. We always expected first-party titles to be good. Yeah. So... Like, that's a good point. It's That's never been the problem, really. That's not right. what I was no. looking for. I was looking for the third-party, personally. You know what I was and, looking and, for? I was looking well, for old IPs, like Legend of Cage. I'm talking when I played my SNES, uh, mm. you know, I, I, I would have died for a Ghouls and Ghosts. Like, if they basically <laughs> said... We've got Ghouls and Ghosts for Switch. I would say I'm buying three Switches so I can play it all at the same time <laughs> in three different places. Uh, you know, and of course that's Cap. That's probably Capcom now. But uh, some some old ancient IP because they they sit on so many is what I was hoping for, as well as third party. But that, I was hoping for a big surprise internally from them. That's hopefully, true too. It really hopefully, there hopefully wasn't a big surprise. There wasn't. I, yeah. I liked how they started it off, though, because I, I do like the approach of, okay, here's the price, here's the release date. Yeah. Like, they didn't bullshit, and then they got right into, like, you know, here are the game uh, companies that are supporting us. I was like, okay, like, they're they're rolling right yeah. into this, and then it just kind of tapered off and got weird. Well, and another, another improvement that I will say as well, that at least for North America, the price is okay. It's $300. Yeah. I, I think I that, that's that. exactly what we Except predicted. I, I, my, my prediction on the separate bundle was wrong. Well, no, that's and, one and, thing and though that's good though. that they did they didn't split up 
into a bunch of packages. They instead said, let's just sell one Nintendo Switch. I am so happy. I thought it would have been such a Nintendo move. They did like, oh, we have the black Nintendo Switch here for 300 and then we have the neon red and neon blue that you can yeah, get for like 320 or 350. <laughs> I, I was so expecting that. I was, oh my god, I was so ready for them to fucking pull that shit. Yeah, but luckily, luckily they didn't, and the console is priced pretty good there. But yeah, that, and that, and that's the thing. That's just for North America. It's not for like Australia or other territories because I've seen like to, to give you an example with Australia. If you do it, and and obviously you never do direct price conversions because that's not how it works, but. If you do convert from 300 US to, to Australian, that's about 400 Australian. So that's about a $70 price increase Australian for shipping and, and tax and uh, you know foreign exchange fluctuations, fair enough, and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, so $70 of, of an increase, that makes it a little bit less enticing here. And I know that it's very similar. I think in the UK, there's about a 50 pound or something uh, increase relative because of shipping, et cetera. Um, so North America price is fine. Other territories, maybe people I think are going to be more incentivized to wait until they actually see games come out for this thing. Yeah, you know, it's it, I I have a lot of positives for it in a weird way. Uh, I, I was saying earlier today that it felt like there was a bunch of really small, cool stuff in it that didn't come together to gel into one awesome piece of tech, which is pretty rare actually. Usually you'll see a piece of tech have one great thing, but then everything else will sort of be meandering because of costs. This one actually has some cool stuff. There is the region locking, which I love. I also like the fact that you just, um, you basically take your own, joy. what are they called, Joy-Cons, and you plug yeah. them into somebody else's Switch, and they instantly they instantly become that Switch's uh, controllers as well so you can you know there's no no syncing issues i thought those were really cool little upgrades i also like the fact that it's delivering it on um flash card, uh flash memory i like that i like instant access memory i love the idea of that um i'm not a big fan of dvds and cds because they do rot i have had ones get scratched those kind of things uh there, there's actually a, a couple little things about it that i actually really really i mean love like, I mean, legitimately excited for, especially region. When when they announced the region stuff, I honestly, they announced yeah. it pretty early. So I thought we were going to see a whole different um, presentation but it, that mm-hmm. didn't pan out when they announced that. Because that's a big deal. Uh, that to, is a big uh, deal. A lot of companies don't do that. And um, I, was really, I was really impressed with a number of smaller aspects like... It could t- now. I did make a joke about this on Twitter, so bear with me. But the rock paper scissors, and I said, "Oh, and if it it can tell you're playing rock paper scissors, it'll make a noose out of the the wrist bracelet and allow you to kill yourself because you're all by yourself." I was trying. I was making a joke <laughs> about something shit. that I actually I actually thought it was pretty cool, though. Not that it could find out if you're playing rock paper scissors, but there are a couple ways in which party games. Being able to see hand gestures could be phenomenal. Like you sure. could do some crazy shit with something that has that kind of of tracking that's not motion tracking of the item because it also does that but motion tracking of of something outside of the joy-con itself which is your hand there's that's Mm -hmm. there are some really cool like little bits of tech in that um for example did you guys know that sky i I don't know i'm a sky uh, landers fan i like gauntlet so skylander sort of speaks to me as an old school gamer they require a portal of power, which is basically a disc you get that um, reads the the chip. The mm. the Skylanders for the X or for the Switch needs none of that because it's got an RFID reader in it. 
So you don't even need a port. You just bring the thing over and it reads it like an Amiibo. That's cool. And I thought that was like, yeah, because as you move forward with new tech, somebody might come up with some other idea that uses that. Um, yeah, it's got a lot of really, really cool aspects that I think could be great. It's just that it never came together. Yeah, yeah. You're right. And I think that I, I found cool, and this is because I played the, the original Wii, but you know, being able to hold the Joy-Cons in each hand and you know, yeah. box with them, for example, right. like that's a cool thing. There's a lot of little cool things that I, I just don't know whether together, collectively, they, they offer a really compelling console, unless there's the games that actually support that. But with the Wii, for example, I owned that for years, and from the moment that I bought it until the moment, you know, I, I stopped playing it, the motion mm. controls were only really used for Wii Sports. That's the, honestly the, really the only game. Like, you can consider the, uh, the Legend of Zelda game that came on there, um, Skyward Sword, which, that was cool. Like, that used the, the Wii controls perfectly, but that was one game and a first-party game. We, a, a, again, going back to the point, we expect those games to, to work. We expect first-party games to take advantage of those little cool motion controls and other aspects. But the thing that's going to be very crucial is having third-party support that, and I don't yeah. know whether that's going to be the case. Do you know I think Steep is going to support a mixture of the, the movement as well as the... A gesture reader because if you hold those so. like skis yeah, if you hold them that like could be, that, would actually, cool. that would be cool that would be fucking awesome yeah, and it would use both it would use both t- technologies it would it would use the movement technology but could also scan the ground to see where you're did, moving did you see uh, that they need to stop picking the games for the switch to enforce the gimmick i don't think exactly i don't exactly. think the gimmick for the switch is a bad thing you know i'll say what everyone's thinking i'm looking forward to that moment i'm playing zelda on my tv oh i gotta take a shit and clipping the fucking joy cons in and going to my bathroom and keep, keep playing zelda without stopping i'm looking forward to that moment but guys <laughs> I, I have to um i have to, I have to you disagree with you have to show okay yes i'm gonna send you a link did you guys ever see the trailer for milk for the switch oh yeah oh dude yes i it's delicious oh my gifts. god what the, most- the f- Fuck, man. Yeah. One, two, switch looks stupid. I, I just, <laughs> in, in terms of positives, though, I'll, I'll focus on the positive side here. Yeah, well. let's continue. Like yeah. I said, I, I, I don't think the, the system concept itself either is, is bad whatsoever. I love the idea of taking the games on the go because many times my friend will call me. Hey, what are you doing? You want to come up and chill? Sure. Clip my fucking Joy Cons on the side right. of my tablet. Take my Zelda. Take my Mario. Take my Skyrim. Whatever. Up to my friend's house. Most certainly looking forward to doing that. I like the Joy-Cons to some extent when we see how they're being used in, like, arms, um, where there's different mechanics, uh, such as, like, twisting your wrist and that'll curve the fist, and you're constantly jumping. It's really uh, fast-paced action. I really like arms. That's one game that, um, although it seems a bit gimmicky, I'm just kind of behind. Um, What else is there? Uh, I like the simplicity of it, that I'm going to take essentially a tablet and a little AC adapter with me, and that's what I need to keep my system alive. You know, it's not really a bunch of wires unless I want to hook it up to a TV. I think that's really important. Yeah. Um, what else is there? But but these are someone kind of who stuff likes... that we knew already, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've already went over the games I like multiple times. Um, um, did you guys know the battery, internal battery, cannot be removed? The charging time is longer than three hours, and they just said they clocked Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild at up to three hours for the full charge time. So your charge time, or for the full play time, so your charge time is longer than play time. That's pretty crazy. 
Does, oh, it okay. charge while, does it charge while sitting in the dock? I never asked that question. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, does? Yeah, it okay. charges that. Um, it's it's a, a 4300 mAh LiPo. So that's, or li- lithium ion. So let's see. That's, wow, that's a high current charge. That will most likely not charge with a normal cell phone charger. In three, No, it won't for a fact. It won't. That, so that will not charge with a normal like cell phone charger. Most likely won't run off cell phone bat- extra batteries either. I don't know if you guys have those, but I have a couple of those that mm-hmm. like they're an additional battery you can run around. But if, if a forty three hundred divided by three, yeah. So you'd need that, something that delivers over a thousand mAh to to give it the three hour charge time. So um, um, my thing with the charging is that so yes. long. I don't I don't know if this is going to be the case, but. If you're charging on the go, so long as the switch isn't consuming as in, enough power to kind of make like, do you know, do you know when you're using your phone and you're charging it and it still goes down the battery life and, and yeah. the percentage? I'm yeah. hoping that that's not the case with the switch, Me and too. I think it's going to be because gameplay is so intensive. If it's yeah. able to curve that somehow with external battery packs, then I'd be a happy man. But I don't know. I think it's just going to delay how fast the, your battery is drained. The battery pack is not removable. And not and not there are no additions. Uh, if it's necessary to exchange it, Nintendo will exchange it for a fee. I'm reading their their FAQ they just released in Japan. The internal battery cannot be removed. That is not what I wanted to hear. God damn it! That is because that hmm. means you could like charge five battery packs at once. That's exactly. I'm a cheater. That's slot. exactly what I would have done. Yeah, but I'm also talking about like you know buying an external USB C charger, right? Being able to charge the switch through that method, yeah. As long as it's over a thousand mAh, which, yeah. for example, mine is two hundred, so I would need a much larger. Yeah, I have seven hundred. Um, yeah, because so a seven hundred, just so you know, a seven hundred would not power it and charge it. That's for sure. Um, you're looking more at a night. You're probably looking just depending on gameplay, of course, because you'll be pausing it and you know whatever. Uh, you're probably looking. I do airsoft batteries all the time, so usually you can figure this stuff out. Uh, it, you're usually looking at like an 850 to 950 mAh to allow you to be able to play uh, at well, pretty yeah. much its full whatever and still charge a uh, trickle yeah. charge of about 10 to 100. Uh, I'm trying not to be negative. I'm trying. Well, there's a lot of positive too. I mean, yeah, there is. The, the, it's just the one... I don't know if in the long run that's my issue. Is I see positive yeah. up front, like I'm seeing spurts of positivity. Like when I was looking at the game list, okay, we're getting Zelda first. Every other launch game can kiss my ass, really. April, probably not going to play Mario Kart. So hopefully May is Arms. I'm looking forward to Arms. After that, I... maybe Splatoon too. If the party online app isn't dog shit, I mean. Yeah, it's like I said, they're so few and far between where I'm already, it's not like my PS4 or my Xbox One where once I, I got it, like, that was it, that was my console, I didn't touch my 360 or my PS3 since, well, I mean, I touched my PS3 a couple of times. Point being, though, is that it was easy to abandon those consoles, for example. I don't see this large jump with the Switch where I'm gonna say, fuck my 3DS, fuck my Wii U, you know, I was thinking, like, oh, I'm probably gonna sell my Wii U after this because... Oh, they'll just port over all the games from the Wii U to the Switch because there'll be a bigger audience there, and there'll be better versions of the game. Because I thought, if you're hearing about a Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, why not bring over Bayonetta 2? I guarantee not enough people play that game. But, that but I'm hoping fantastic. Th- to be fair, like we we haven't heard anything about the Virtual Console, and that's what I'm still really betting on. I think if we're right. still going to get games from the Wii U, those are going to be via the the Virtual Console, 
And as soon as, and that's what I was kind of wishing that they talked about that and they didn't. If they right. came out and said, alrighty, GameCube games, 64 games, Wii U games, all these, these games are going to be on the virtual console, even though you have to pay for that, I would be so happy with that because that would still give me enough filler to, to wait until third parties really start supporting this thing. So I'm, you, that's, why, that's why I pre-ordered it and, and that's why I still have hope for this thing. Are you still, are you worried though, Lone? Since it's got 32 gigabytes internal, you're probably but talking you, you about You can use a micro OS. SDX. You can yeah, use a correct. micro. Yeah. But you would have to buy it. So I'm talking about what you get with the system. No, no, right? you're right. And you have to buy yeah. that and you have to buy an external battery pack. If you, no, sorry, external charger if you want to charge it on the go. Like, th there's a lot of things that you need to buy and if, if a Joy-Con ever fucks up or, you know, you want to yeah. buy a Pro Controller, there's, there's, there's accessories that are, are fairly expensive. Here's so, what's weird to me. They, they're offering digital, which is awesome, digital games, the, you know, the, the virtual console. That's, that's all great stuff. But at yeah. the same time, every, every positive has a negative, And the negative here with this one is a horrendously small internal footprint for its memory. I mean, that's, that's insane, especially when you start looking at just a couple games on the Wii U would, would absolutely fill it. And there, I don't know, like, I, there's so many buying things. It's like, if you want to do this, you have to buy this. If you want to do this, you have to buy this. And it's, it's burning mm -hmm. me out a little bit because mm -hmm. uh, somebody told me yesterday, they were like, well, why are you mad at the small release, uh, number of release titles? And I was like, no, 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 I'm not mad. It's that it's coming out. Nintendo is unaware of its competition. Its competition is sales and very, very entrenched, currently upgrading on their own consoles. This is not the same thing ever. It's ne This has never been done. This is two consoles that are upgrading in place, PS4 Pro yeah. and Scorpio, against Nintendo, who's coming in. And then Nintendo is trying to say, well, our release schedule and the games that we have, barring virtual console, are, are supposed to be you know, as good as a normal con new console release, because they've never been that great. You know, no consoles yeah. really released with a ton of great games. But it's Agreed. no consoles ever released into this environment. It's like fucking jumping into have a football thought, game where it's already halftime. Have you ever yeah. thought maybe what they're doing, this is just a stretch to give the, those out there who are listening uh, a bit of hope, is that perhaps they know, okay, they got the Scorpio coming out this year. Um, or I don't know if it's just a reveal, but I'm pretty sure they said it's coming out this year too. Thanks, and so they're anticipating that market where there's already an established fan base Maybe they're going to go really hard at E3 and holiday because, I mean, think of it this way. you got Skyrim, you got Super Mario Odyssey, and then mm -hmm. if you announce a bunch of intriguing titles for the holiday season, then when I'm looking at a Switch at that point in time, I'm going to look and say, okay, they got Zelda, um, what other games people might find interesting like Splatoon 2. Oh, and in the fall, they got you know, Skyrim. I haven't played that in a while. I didn't get the special edition, which I imagine most people who wanted Skyrim probably picked it up again. But still, point being yeah. is that... There might be a different perspective Nintendo's anticipating closer to the holiday season when they're expecting to ship more units. Um, and perhaps they're, they're anticipating that competition with the Microsoft who's going to be launching a new type of system. So yeah, Maybe, maybe. Just, like, to be I honest... Mean, that's like, just like I, an I, idea to toss out there because I know uh, this has been an overly... Not overly negative, but we're, we're trying to be real with the system here. Uh, but at the same point... I mean, Nintendo has been known to do very odd things, so it's possible that they're anticipating more competition later because right now they're out in the open. You know, it's it's January. No one's really announcing anything. There are a lot of game launches this month, but yeah. aside from Resident Evil 7, I don't think it's anything major. So Look, I, I know that this podcast, like, like we've been negative, and even as, as someone myself personally that was very excited for it, 
I've been a bit negative, but I will say that I'm still like I still pre-ordered it, and I'm and I'm still hoping um, that things can be turned around because I, I was I think I just overestimated um, Nintendo, like the the ability for Nintendo to come out of the gate really strong with all these games, and probably that was a, a fault on my on my side. I think it, it's going to be a much slower burn, but eventually I. I I, I think Nintendo can turn around. That I have no doubts that eventually, maybe there will be the, a lot of third-party games. Um, the console will be cheaper. There will be heaps of virtual console support, and the, and the online system will will improve. You know, to to a better extent than what it is now. I I have no doubts that that could happen, and I'm hoping that that's going to happen. So that's I guess it's not really a positive, but I'm not losing hope. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, I don't think they're at the the point of uh no like return. no no return yeah exactly i don't think they're at that point but they're dangerously fucking close in my opinion yeah, and I, mm-hmm. I, I just to be honest i mean we're using i mean we're using positive and negative a lot and my personal opinion is that it's just actually being honest about its environment and the situation in which it's jumping into and it's not necessarily negative or positive it's the facts of the situations and yeah. the the competitiveness in this environment is much higher. My job is not to ever give too much of a shit about the main companies and care about the games. That's my job because I review. So I, yeah. I, I looked at this as it's a new system, which is going to be exciting, but also what games. And I'm going to tell you right now, as a games person, it was one, it was one of the worst presentations ever. And this is something I've, I've, I started back when E3 was, didn't even have video. So it, it, that was sad. That was the sad. That's what I took away from it was that games, yeah. everything else aside, right? Charging time because people will put up with some heinous shit if something is good. We will. Yeah, I will. <laughs> and uh, th- what I saw isn't negative. It's I don't feel it's negative at all. I feel it is literally what we saw, which was that there is there is nothing for me to grab onto right now. So it, if there was. That'd be great, but I don't feel comfortable even grabbing onto anything because I did not see the Wii magically fix a bunch of its issues, and I did not see the Wii U magically fix a bunch of it, its mm-hmm. issues. So I'm a little nervous of saying that there's... I'm not saying that there's not a chance. What I'm saying is yeah. that there hasn't been a past history of it. Now, Maddie said, okay, you know, Nintendo could announce a bunch of stuff at E3. That is correct. If Nintendo can, Microsoft can. That's one of the sure. things people don't like to do. They never like to give the benefit to both companies or three companies or four companies or five companies. They can all turn it around. It's absolutely true. Microsoft's fucking up right now and Nintendo is. And my hope is that they show concrete, actual proof that good, a ton of good games are coming really fucking soon. And I don't mean waiting until E3. Mm -hmm. And that's as a game fan to be, that is a game fan. I want to buy something and play games on it. And I don't think that's negative. I think it's being very honest and just. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, just and you know how hurts, people though. register. Why do you hate Nintendo? It's like yeah, I fucking yeah. don't. I fucking yeah. went into this shit like praying that it was going to be something amazing that I was going to love it, and not even like hype high hopes. Like all my expectations were too high. It's just that it just wasn't a, a good reveal event. Simple as that. Yeah, my I I think that um, the more we can actually sort of cut off the positive negative and and start like delivering like honest ideas yeah. that it the better it is because people will do exactly what maddie just said which is where they come into an event and they don't get their hopes up too high they get them normal 
And like, unfortunately, I will be honest, I felt that my hopes for this were very normal, maybe even a little low, and they still didn't meet them. That happens. That does actually happen. But um, I don't I I think, you know, some people may say, oh, you just hate Nintendo. But that's probably in in many ways a person who would say something else that wouldn't make a, a ton of sense. So and, and, and it, that, that couldn't be further for the truth. I think generally, because again, it's going back to the fact that competition is an amazing thing, and I yeah. think everyone agreed unanimously that Nintendo needs to be in the games industry. They need to be making hardware, and they need to be doing an awesome job because exactly. that's only going to push other companies to do the exact same, whether it's Microsoft or or Sony. And I'm still hoping, you know, for that. And and you're right, like this, like the whole negative and positive mantra it gets away from the point that we're trying to be honest here yeah 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 and I I, I I do believe you guys are very honest i and i just wanted to make sure that was clear to anybody listening because i'm sure you know people will always say it but the fact is is um it's better to be honest than to sit there and just be like oh this is the greatest you know this is the great or this is the worst this is the worst and not understand that it's it's just a reaction to what we're seeing which is not uh yeah light, lighting almost anybody's fire and, and i will say we are quite positive compared to some people and some yeah, major, major institutions, other... yeah. by the way. <laughs> I saw yeah, something from... To stay at least somewhat positive about things. Yeah, I saw, but... I saw something from a major website this morning that blew me away how mean they were. Like, it was mean. It, was, it had passed by any kind of critique to just, wow. Like, it just wasn't even professional. It didn't even really serve a purpose other than to probably gain hits, you know? Jeez. Yeah, that's the thing. I, I don't... I'm not a fan of critical behavior uh, for just personal gain. If you really think something's wrong and you have in, like, genuine criticism to share, then I think that's the most impactful is when you hear it from someone who gives a fuck, not someone who's like, yeah, I'm just trying to keep the fucking water running here. Uh, fuck your game. <laughs> trying to keep the water running. That's That'll be my new thing. I'm just trying to keep the water running, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, fuck your game. Oh, it's, it's not bad, but fuck your game. I need to, I need to get those clicks, dude. Mm. well what do you guys think what about good games like is there a game that you guys want uh you're hoping some they announce that hasn't been announced yet yeah yeah is there some specific game it's like like i said returning to the fact that (laughs) i just want the games on launch like a ps4 and xbox one to be on the switch as well because then the switch would actually be my probably not going to guarantee yet probably my go-to console because i like gaming on the go i like taking my shit wherever i go i like Going out to my living room. I like going over to my friend's house. Uh, when I'm in the car driving to hockey and I'm in the passenger seat. So for me, the Nintendo Switch is like the fucking ideal console. It is a perfect fit for someone like me. They just need to support the damn thing. That's, so you that's know, me. Like, it's, it's not even like, what game do I want to see? I want fucking most third-party games at the very least. I, I will say that, look, in terms of Nintendo games, like I, I was hoping to see a Pokemon Stars or something Pokemon-related. Mm, right. We get, didn't get that, so I was disappointed with that. But... So long, like I, I understand that third parties can't just throw their all at this console without it proving its, itself. But at the very least, what I still hope to see is to see every major publisher release like their one of their mainstay games onto this console. And it kind of happened to an extent with FIFA and with 2K, um, uh, sorry, NBA 2K or whatever it's called. But I'm th- I'm thinking more along the lines of for EA Battlefield, for uh, Ubisoft Assassin's Creed. For Bethesda, their next game, like, you know, 
Fallout, for example, and, and not Skyrim. That's not even the the remastered edition. Like that's when I want to like when, when I play games on my Xbox One. Those are the kinds of games I'm playing. I don't have much time, me personally, to play a lot of different games. I'm playing the big blockbuster AAA games. If those games made their way to the console, similar to the ones that I just mentioned before, the, I'll be happy with that. I will be. I know not many people w- will be completely satisfied with that, but I definitely would be. Okay. Mm-hmm. So. Bioshock. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Bioshock collection. That'd be interesting. Bioshock. See, like, that's what I'm saying, though. Like, think of it. It's just a, a new way to play games, in a sense. They're pushing this Joy-Con yeah. gimmick. But really, what the new way to play games is just taking a console game, like a Skyrim or imagine a Bioshock, on the go. That's Grand Theft huge. Auto something. Yeah. Like, I thought, okay, for example, when I saw the Cowboy, I, I looked at my friend. I was like, yo, are they about to do, like, Red Dead 2 and say that's coming to the Switch? Because that would be insane. Not only because Rockstar showed up to a fucking press conference, but because of the fact that it would be a very big title coming mm. to the Switch. And you know what would be great as well, Maddie? Overwatch would be fantastic for the yeah. Switch. Yeah, that would be so much fun to take that shit on the go, to set up... It focused so much on LAN parties. It focused so much on local multiplayer. Why not get Overwatch on the Switch? Set and up this a bunch is why... of tablets in your room. Yeah, I, this is why I'm still very, like, I, I still have hope for this thing because the Switch has that one aspect that Xbox One and PS4 and PCs don't have. It's that th- that aspect that you can take your games and play them on the go. And if those games are big AAA games, that it's just currently not possible. I know you can play mobile games on the go, and I know you have the PS Vita to an extent and the 3DS, but there is no... Currently, there's no real way to play AAA blockbuster games on the go. And if the Switch can do that, then that's a system seller. If you can play your Assassin's Creed and your Dishonored and your Borderlands, those kind of games, if they can get on there, then I'm happy. Yeah, so. I agree. It's... Uh... I know where to play this. I think the best way. No, no. I, I'm just thinking. It's it's definitely just a mixed bag. That's really what it is. I don't like using that term as much as I used to, but that's the best way to just describe how the switch is. It's a mixed fucking bag, in my opinion, because you got a couple of good things in there, a couple of bad things, a couple of I don't knows. Yeah. Really, really hard to tell. You know what? Uh, I, it, I, oh, good. I was going to say it kind of feels like the Xbox One at, at launch with the Connect and stuff, but they turned that around, so. Yeah, I was just going to uh, say I want to I want to see what other uh, you know we we talked about it in Discord and stuff like that um, and you know there was a lot of a lot of people who are far worse than I was like on what I know like you know nitpicking everything and I get that yeah. you know everybody's going to sway a little bit uh, but I can't wait to see what people think uh, who respond because it's it's odd I saw Maddie resp- uh, respond to a couple people most people were were in the same overall state he was in but there were a couple yeah. people who were one person in particular really shocked me because what they said it, it was it was almost another world to me and it was it made me sit back and go like holy shit like what it i can't even i don't even know what this person's saying but they were like i felt the presentation was incredibly good and this is what the person was saying to matt on do you, do you remember this maddie this morning Oh, on man, Twitter, I was tired oh. as fucking shit yeah. this morning. <laughs> I, I make the mistake of I make the mistake of reading tweets and comments in the morning, so I'm like grumpy. Oh. And I'll be like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah. So no, this person was like, I and you responded very nicely back, but they were like, no, I, I know, was. But I'm saying in the comments on YouTube, if someone's like, yo, dude, cut your hair. I'll be like, suck a dick. Like, oh yeah, no, this was in Twitter, and and they were and you responding back, and and they were like, I was incredibly happy. I can't wait to hear what people think on the podcast because it's 
I mean, obviously, we all come at it, you know, we're all different. We come at it, uh, Maddie and I are reviewers, Lone's a reviewer, got Fallout 4 earlier than uh, Maddie, apparently. Mm -hmm. But um, (laughs) he, uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, As Matt's over there just hitting himself. Um, There's... (laughs) Just wait so, and until Elder, Girl, Elder Scrolls sick. Oh, I'm I West Coast. Tell. I can't talk Matt's anymore. God. East Coast. I'm so fried. I just am, I'm just saying that like I with everybody at a different place, it's gonna be interesting to see what some of the viewers think because yeah. maybe there's maybe there's something we didn't like see. I mean, I'm open to that. I'm mm. I am literally open to somebody saying, dude, didn't you see you know, blah blah blah. It's just I can't even think of what that would be. Like that's that's the problem is I'm having a hard time even thinking when I saw that post that that tweet to Matt, I was just like, whoa, what did they see? Like, what did I miss? Lone, you know, you know, Connor, Carrick, you'll get to know Connor and you should. I wish I recorded his reactions during the whole switch event. He was was flabbergasted, to say the least. He's not like a Nintendo fan or anything. He's just like, what the fuck is that? Like everything that happened, he's like, what the fuck is going on? Oh, gotcha. He just—he's he, very expressive. You know, he's yeah. a very stereotypical New Yorker in that way, mm-hmm. and so he's not very subtle with his opinion when he's fucking surprised about something. He's like, "What in the fuck? What the fuck is this weep shit?" Like, <laughs> so watching that perspective is interesting as well because you know, for me, I'm looking at it from a uh, you know a job standpoint. Also, where's mm-hmm. Nintendo heading with this? And he's just kind of looking at it from a general consumer standpoint. It, tonight, am I? purchasing a nintendo switch or am i going to laugh my ass off and he's just like nope i don't need this fuck this like he, he's just it was so funny i wish i got it on film because he was he he would have served as what i think a lot of people based off what i've read on the internet yeah. uh, reacted I, I think he would have yeah. been a good visual example to use <laughs> so people could see exactly how the reaction to the nintendo switch was Mm. My my reaction, like in between, I was like, I remember at one stage I tweeted out saying, "I think I need a second glass of wine," and then the Splatoon thing happened. I'm like, "Fuck, I'm getting the whole bottle." Like, <laughs> I, you know what? No, I'm gonna I want to stop being. I, I know I say you're being negative, but anyways, final thoughts, guys, on this. Like, I don't, I know that we've talked about it for a while, but overall, my final thoughts are, I think things will change a little bit when everyone's talking about how good Zelda is. You know, I think True. people are quick to forget. Like, here's the thing: is that it's almost. A, I don't want to jump the gun too much, but I can almost guarantee Zelda's going to do well. And I know that's a very brash thing to say to guarantee that a launch title is going to be amazing. But I think people are just going. We only have Zelda. Can you remind me of the last time we got a fucking launch title that was like a blatant fucking ten out of ten? Can someone remind me? Because that's no, one thing right. that, that I think a lot of people are missing out on is that Zelda isn't. Oh, it's just Zelda. No. No. It's Zelda. Yeah, yeah, like this no. I'm not a Zelda fan and I watched the trailer last night and I was like, "Wow. That looks like some really good stuff." Okay. Zelda might not be everyone's cup of tea. I understand that, but still to say it's just Zelda, which I'm guilty of during this podcast when you really break it down, it, it's not just Zelda. You know, you're getting a very good game at launch. With yeah. that said, I think they should have mimicked a bit of a Sony or a Xbox One and, you know, uh, Microsoft got for example, Dead Rising 3 is a launch title. I thought that was pretty unique because it was a third-party exclusive, and it mm. stayed exclusive. Um, but for me, I think things will turn around when the system launches. People are talking very positively about certain things with it. Who knows if the party chat and the online play and stuff goes south? Who knows what they announce between now and then? They still have... People forget, though, this is the big reveal. They do have a lot to talk about within the next month or so. I mean, 
March 3rd is coming up soon, man. That's a little bit more than a month now. And that, and that release date, too, I'll, I'll say, I forgot to mention it. That's a very yeah. early release date. We were thinking, yeah. like, late March, something yeah. like that. But I think they're the pushing 21st, this shit out the door. 21st to 28th, I said. So, yeah. yeah. Overall, though, my final thoughts are that I am optimistic that they will maybe get a better handle on things. Um, yeah. But I, I don't think they can do what they did with the Wii U, which is piecemeal little decent titles throughout the year and hope that they're big exclusive sell consoles. Because people will buy the system for those exclusives, but they will uh, or they will consider the system because of those exclusives. But they don't want to buy the system just for that. They want to know that the other support will be there. And then Nintendo will yeah. be top tier. So they got to take some notes. Um, I don't think this is the end of the line for them, but they have to be careful. So those are my final thoughts. Yeah, and and I'm very very similar. Like as I as I said before, I think that this console offers something. You know, playing big AAA games on the go go that we just don't have, and they can take advantage of that so long as they get those games on the go, and not just FIFA, not just uh, NBA, but you know the, the big AAA blockbuster games that the major publishers are releasing from now on out. If they can get those games, then this thing will be a success. But it's going to be a much slower burn than what I was expecting. Mm. What about you, Carrie? I think it's uh, basically Nintendo's version of the Xbox One. So if they mm. if they have the ability to turn it around, then you know if Microsoft was able to, they can obviously. Yeah. Um, but it was it was definitely the most depressing, you know, overall like like just tone deaf presentation and 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 overall what they offered that I've seen in a long time. So that's just the honest like analytical truth of what I saw was that I don't feel that um, I don't feel that you can hammer a Microsoft for only having fours and gears when you're not hammering switch for only having blah, 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 and blah, blah, blah. Uh, you, at yeah. some point you have to, you have to point the finger and go, Oh shit, there's more targets than just the one that we've been pointing at. And Nintendo's got away with it for a long time. And I don't think, I think that every single person is more intelligent uh, who is in the gaming industry now than it just because of what they can learn by going yeah. to the internet and reading intelligent, yeah. you know, discourse the I am, they are releasing into a situation that is quite literally never been done before, especially, like I said, with these systems upgrading, I just, it, they're, they're behind the times and can they turn around? Of course, anybody can, because, yeah. um, especially Nintendo who, as I'm sure people understand, uh, is, is beyond rich. It doesn't even, it's sort of hilarious yeah. in how much they money have they have. So much money. Yeah. It's ridiculous. I think yeah. they just move Japan around wherever they want. So like they, they <laughs> it just, it's their own Island. Like they, that dude, it's, it's ridiculous. So if they want to, they can turn it around, um, and make it a unique system for what it is. But the honest analytical truth is, is that everything I saw there was a, was, was a shot in the nuts to gamers aside from the one or two big titles that to be brutally honest, still had FPS issues less than a month out. And that makes me really nervous. And you know what? And maybe people didn't notice those FPS issues, say with Breath of the Wild, for example, but I was watching it on my big TV. It oh, was it's, it it's was noticeable. noticeable. <sighs> I can't wait. I mean, I can't wait. It's, uh, it, you know, the more competition, the better. If it's not them, maybe Samsung's continual attempts. I don't know if you guys have heard, but they, there's been multiple little R&Ds inside of Samsung trying to decide if they were going to do a console at one point or another. <laughs> so it's like, really? I, oh, yeah, yeah. Samsung, a couple a couple of the big TV companies, were, you know, end up they end up making some really good money at times, depending on, the you know, what TVs are doing what. And they were flush with money a while ago and they were testing out, you know, the possibility 
of doing a console or doing some kind yeah. of games delivery. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, that was a good first introduction to our brand new third host, Carrick. Thank you for joining us, bro. Welcome yeah. aboard. This will be yeah, it's awesome. Carrick, My pleasure. Just, just don't sleep in next time, all right? Just fuck's sake. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Don't hold these guys up, plain and simple. I mean, you know, have some respect for the other podcasters. I'm just joking. Someone, You're in Australia, so like, what someone, fucking time is it? It's, it's 11 a.m. where I am now. Wow. Wait a minute, motherfucker. Wait. Yeah, we shouldn't have woke you up. You should have already been up running laps and shit. I know What's I should have been. I, I went. I got to bed at 2 a.m. I was doing, you know what? Yeah. That's funny. <laughs> no, it's good. It's good. Anyways. All right. Well, hope you guys enjoyed this long-winded discussion on the Nintendo Switch, and we'll catch you guys next week. Peace. Peace.